Welcome to Open Mind Industries Podcast, The Mind Unleashed. Sit back, relax, and unleash your mind. Hey guys, welcome to episode 37 of the Mind Unleashed. As we always do, let's give a few shout-outs to our supporters. The first one is going to be Lyft, the ride-sharing app. Use our code TMUP for $5 up when you book your next ride with Lyft. Lyft, that code will work in any area of the United States, pretty much. Uh, we'll help you guys out and definitely give you a discount if you want to use the code. It will definitely help us out in uh, the long run. We appreciate that. Also, please check out Weiss Production. Weiss Production is a local videography company. He does weddings, any kind of special occasions in the Orlando area or anywhere around Florida, pretty much. Uh, he's, he does a lot of uh, traveling to uh, Jamaica and stuff like that for some weddings that he had planned with some other clients. Uh, he's offering you guys 20% off when you book your next project or him or his next wedding package. Uh, so it's 20% off. Use our code OMI. Links will be down below in the description. Also, please check out CAS. CAS stands for Cinematic Aerial Services, Daniel Weisenberg's company. Daniel also has started a uh, YouTube page called Danny's Down, if you want to check out some of his handiwork. Very, very good at what he does. He does uh, aerial shots with a huge drone. Uh, beautiful, beautiful wedding he just did with uh, a friend of ours. Video came out phenomenal. He did some behind-the-scenes shooting for that, and it looks great. It looks like a real filmmaker because he actually is a real filmmaker for the budget. Uh, he's offering you guys 175 If you guys want to spend that, you'll be getting. Uh, if you're trying to get a house on the market, he does 175 per property. Use our code OMI, and what that pretty much does is he does uh, takes photos of the house if you're trying to get on the market, or if you have a roof inspection. Especially around Florida, we have a lot of roofing and stuff like that needs to be repaired from the weather and stuff like that. So it just saves you guys from going up there and actually having to take photos for the insurance and stuff like that. So definitely use his services. Very budget friendly. He is phenomenal at what he does. Um, a lot of his work is on our page, on our Facebook page. If you want to check out some of his handiwork for the wedding, stuff like that that he shoots. Beautiful, beautiful work. Also, check out Angie Connors. Angie Connors is our real estate agent to help us get the property that we got. Uh, our house is getting built now. It's taking a little bit of time, but almost there. Definitely check her out. Angie Connors. Links will be down below. Also, check out Strum and Law. Strum and Law helped us out with our uh, trademark for OpenMindIndustries.com slash, you know, whatever we want to use for branding. Uh, Simon hooked us up, helped us out. He's a great uh, attorney. For those looking to find a decent attorney that does flat rates, he is really amazing. He doesn't mess around. Uh, was very generous with us and helped us out. And uh, I'm glad to have him as our attorney. So definitely check him out, strawmanlaw.com. Links will be down below in the description. Anyway, guys, welcome to episode 37. This one is going to be about the Fringe Festival here in Orlando. Uh... For those who don't know what a fringe festival is, it's pretty much a local, locally sourced uh, fringe. So it's going to be any kind of artistry, kind of art, music, plays, stuff like that is done in the. Uh, it's kind of like a huge just melting pot for artists to get together and chew shows for people, and uh, not barely expensive. It, the week, I'm not gonna lie, is expensive a little bit, but it's because if you're planning on doing to see, you read this not just for people's shows, you look at it and you go. Shit, man. Okay, that's a good show. That's not like a good show. You don't really know what they are until you see them personally. Uh, we were our friends to do their like live show. We saw two shows uh, the other day that our friends did, and it was fucking phenomenal. It was worth the money. Um, each ticket usually is about... <sighs> Excuse me. Each ticket is about 12 to $13, no higher than that. If it is, it's probably for a good reason. More facts, stuff like that. Um, 
when you do go to a fringe though, know that it's about $10 just to get a button, and the buttons it goes to the fringe. It goes to them, the organizers of it that they pay uh, to keep it running and stuff like that, and it pays for the website and upkeep up and, and flyers and all that shit that they have. But after that, you pay for your shows, and you usually get a catalog or you go online to fringe.org, fringefestival.org, and then you find shows that are up. And they usually, to this year, they had over 700 shows just in our, our area, the Orlando area. It's a lot of fucking shows and music and all that, and beer and just food and good shit. Anyway. Love the Fringe. This is my third third time going to Fringe. Uh, with my girlfriend and I went last year, and it was pretty freaking cool. We ended up spending, I think, last year we won. She won a show, and we ended up getting free tickets to shows, which we're gonna see a few this year, uh, two this year that were free. Everything else so far, um, we spent. I want to say about a good two hundred fifty bucks last year just on Fringe shows and shit like that. Cause everything was just so good to check out. Food. It was just food. Food and some shows, and uh, we want some free stuff. And uh, we donations. We donated to a couple of shows we really enjoyed. Um, but this year, yeah, we've only saw a few shows. This year, about four or five shows, um, and loved it. You know, we went to go see uh, Ghostbusters was our first one, and it was a fun, fun show. If those who watched Ghostbusters one, they pretty much did a recreation in a small theater size, and uh, it was fun. It was the set was just a goofy. Just a simple props that they used, and uh, a Slimer, and a lady was actually, you know, put a little Slimer on her head and did a little dance, and it was fun, it was a fun recreation of Ghostbusters 1, told in theater form, and it was good, it was goofy, it was fun, and that was what After Fringe is all about, to make you laugh, we had a couple of our uh, friends walking around that actually did the ghost, they were dressed up like Ghostbusters because they do local charity, so they had Ghostbusters, the whole Ghostbusters suit, and the everything like that, it was pretty, pretty neat, um, but everybody did a great, great job doing that show, we really enjoyed that, it was a pack house for like a couple of their shows, because everybody's like, Ghostbusters is here, pack house, really funny, really just fun for everybody to get into, <laughs> um, what was our next show, our next show we ended up deciding to go see was a lady who, um, it was called, uh, Damn Jim, um, a doctor, uh, Damn it, Jim. Oh, damn it, Jim. I'm a comedian, not a doctor. And that was the name of the title. I can, like, sorry. So anyway, that one was about uh, a lady that we met. She was from Canada. Who spoke about her life. And she was a recovering alcoholic. Hey, stuff like that. And how Star Trek changed her life. And uh, for those who don't know, my girlfriend, her uncle, um... He worked on Deep Space Nine. He's like a grip in Hollywood, so he does a lot of filmmaking and stuff like that in Hollywood. So every time we're at a movie, she always looks for his name because he doesn't really say what he's ever on because he doesn't, I don't know. I guess he's not allowed to say what he's on. I guess he's just too damn busy or I forget what she told me why, why, why he can't say. I guess he doesn't want to give away the suit because he doesn't want people looking for him or something like that. But if, whenever she's in a movie, she like, looks for the grips, the key grips, lead grips. And he's usually on one of them. She, he's got a hell of a career from what I've been told. He works on a lot of movies. And then her aunt is a makeup artist uh, in the industry. She works on, uh, she actually won an award on the Academy Awards uh, this year for something. It's pretty cool. Um, but anyway, yeah, it was about, um, it was about pretty much her, pretty much, you know, uh, you know, Star Trek, how it changed her life. She was in a relationship with this guy and, you know, she, her, her mom really didn't bond together, but she ended up watching Star Trek with her, with her grandmother, but her grandmother passed away and her mom really kind of had worked a double job and, her mom wasn't really, um, you know, they were 
closed, but they weren't actually closed. There was nothing to bond them together. It was just, you know, um, they would go out and do things, but they would just go see movies and stuff like that. And it was kind of like a, a kind of hard life for her in general. So when she got older, she kind of didn't finish up high school because she was kind of fucked up and she really didn't, you know, fit in well. Ended up working for, like, a Regal Cinema or, like, AFC Cinema. And, uh, she actually met her... She kind of fell in love with movies and, like, realized what movies were and loved the hell out of them because it was kind of an escape from her life and stuff like that. Later on, she would, uh, you know, get together with this guy. She ended up marrying him, but he was ended up, you know, they ended up just... He was a nerd like she was and just pretty much fucking... They went... Oh, they would just go see movies consistently. Just go see a shit ton of movies. All day, every day. She's like, she'd get out of work, they'd go see a fucking movie. Because that was his life. Like, they would just... All they would do for, like, the last... I think she said, like, ten years that they were doing that. Um, and she couldn't fucking handle it anymore because she was like, Hey, man, you know, I can't... Uh, I can't... I just fucking... I can't do this. You know? I can't... I think she loved... He ended up fucking it up because he couldn't deal with reality and... She loved movies, but it uh, it affected her, and she ended up getting into drinking, and then from there, like, she said, fuck it, I'm gonna just leave this motherfucker. Ended up leaving and divorcing the guy, and at this time, she has, like, all these Star Trek shirts on and shit, it's pretty cool and cool. Um, anyway, she ended up finding Facebook, and Facebook ended up, uh, she ended up, you know, just kind of getting her own fucking place, and learning about credit cards, and just kind of getting on her feet again, and... Um, she's kind of clearing her life a little bit from there. You know, she was still kind of drinking and still kind of getting into it, but, uh, she ended up, uh, going to a, a con, and, uh, at the con, and she, she ended up meeting a guy that she met in the chat room, started talking about some stuff, and yada, yada, yada. From there, they met, they ended up hugging for, I think she said they were, like, shooting the shit and talking, da 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 but her friend kind of, like, walked around the table and, like, looked, giving her the googly eyes, because they were hugging for about fucking ten minutes, they did not uh, disembrace for some reason. But you know why they kind of did? Because it was like I finally found my soulmate kind of thing. Anyway, from there, um, you know they uh, kind of get together a relationship. They've uh, gone to a couple of cons. Uh, Star Trek Avengers, her first one. Um, it's been kind of nuts for them, but they kind of. She's talking about like you know how Star Trek kind of. Um, these creatures and things, because he was in the Star Trek when he was like, she watched the original series with him, and um, it's kind of related, you know, to, you know, what the hell was going on, and one of the actors, and one of the, um, so it ended up, he, they ended up watching Star Trek, and Star Trek really kind of like, it, it was about love, and they talked about, you know, politics, but it was about, you know, coming and versing. So you watch the original series, and it, you know, you watch Kirk, and it's about, um, um, you know, just trials of things, and this thing, and, all these different aspects of life and, and being kind to one another, loving one another, and she kind of related to that. Now when you get to TNG, which her, the guy that she was dating, and she's still with at this, at this time, kept telling her to get into um, TNG, which I'm really fucking into TNG, and um, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, for those who don't know, for those Trekkies that don't know. Anyway, I'm a huge Picard fan. I do like Kirk, but I'm more of a Picard guy. I like uh, Patrick Stewart a lot. I'm a huge fan. Because <laughs> he plays... Um, Charles Xavier and X-Men. I'm a huge X-Men fan, too. Anyway, so it took a while for her to finally, you know, um, get into TNG. What actually made her get into TNG, made her watch TNG is the J.J. Abram film that she watched with her uh, boyfriend and uh, 
you know, she was like, oh my god, that one fucking person was great, you know, he, but he, her boyfriend likes Rafa Khan, everybody Khan, yes, loves Khan, all that shit, and, um, they get back to their house, and he's like, you're probably gonna give that TNG guy, and he wasn't pushy about it, he was just telling her, like, hey, you know, you finally, and she finally nodded, yeah, I'll finally watch TNG, but if we're gonna fucking do this, we're gonna watch them all, we're gonna watch from Star Trek, to the animated series, to TNG, to Deep Space Nine, all, all the fucking series, and when she finally watched them all, you know, in order, she finally found the love, you know, it really was her life, you know, it's like, you learn about politics, and, and friends, and family, and love loss, and all this shit, so, they decided, because they're from Canada, you know, after watching all these things, she started doing some more research into it, and like, how it changed her life, and she was still kind of on the wagon with alcoholism, um, so she asked her boyfriend, you know, who's still now her boyfriend, to, um, you know, find help, get her help, and he agreed to get her help, and, you know, she was still drinking, and so they finally went to AA, and he sat in with her for a whole year, and, um, helped her kind of get over her alcoholism, but Star Trek really helped her that because she learned a lot from, you know, being, uh, loving, and, you know, understanding what Kirk and all these people were fucking going to, and Picard, and what he was going to with politics, and corruption, and stuff like that, and just, the uh, Cardassians, and Klingons, and, um, Fucking all that stuff. Um, Borg, obviously, uh, being a collection of one, um, which is my favorite character, to be honest with you. Anyway, uh, well, she was talking about all the series and how the series actually, you know, she related to the series like we all do because we're fucking Trek nerds. Um, they ended up going to their first con, start, you know, Trek convention, and she explained that, um, you know, when she got there, and they finally did all, they're like, holy shit, and meeting all these people, and she's like, felt so fucking overwhelmed, and she says, this, before I walked in, there was this Klingon there, and he goes, you're new, aren't you, and he yelled it really loud, so, you know, and he goes, well, she goes, yeah, and he goes, says in Klingon, welcome, welcome home, and she started crying, and stuff like that, because, like, she felt like there was a group for her, and her husband, or her boyfriend, sorry, and, um, they ended up, fucking meeting all these people, all these nerds, and it was really good, and they ended up doing all these fucking panels and stuff like that, and, um, so finally they went up to this Q&A, and I forgot, like, they had the TNG people there, and, like, everybody was all on this huge fucking stage, so she ends up going, and all these people ask, like, these questions that, um, uh, one question that she was going to ask was already, you know, answered, second question already answered, so she had to come up with a fucking question. So she started going into the mic, and she was kind of making the data microphone there so she can kind of reenact it. And uh, the speakers turned up a little bit where she was performing, so you can understand. And uh, she goes, holy shit, you know. Um, when she started talking about her alcoholism, like, she's like, you know, um, talking about something about, like, forget what the actual question was, she keeps kind of really to it. But she said one of the one of the, uh, the beehive girls and the, I forget the actual doctor's name, but she divorced uh, Kelly, and uh, Leonard Nimoy actually saved her life, got her to, you know, AA, because the actress ended up her just, she was drinking like a motherfucker, too, and uh, kind of explained, but I've been, she's like, I've been 10 years fucking clean, da 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 everybody just kind of stopped and started clapping, all the actors kind of dropped their microphones and kind of clapped for her, too, and she didn't realize it, and uh, she kind of just talked about, like, you know, uh, what DeForest Kelly and uh, Leonard Nimoy did for that one actress with the Beehive and something. She knew the names. I can't remember the name. I'm sorry. Um, but anyway, like how it kind of changed her life and what you know what it meant, and um, you know, 
she kind of was shivering and stuff like that, and everybody was kind of like, um, talking about AA and what Star Trek really kind of meant to everybody, and she goes back to her seat, and everybody, you know, they told her, you know, we, um, yeah, my mother, and one of the actors, I guess, that she loved, uh, she addressed him first, and then the one character down the line ended up stopping and goes, you know what, uh, I can actually relate to you, because my mother, my mother died from alcoholism and stuff like that, and uh, I can understand what, you know, you're going through, and uh, I wish you nothing but the best, and you're doing great, and keep on it, and stuff like that, so, uh, if I can give any words of advice, you know, just keep doing what you're doing, and, uh, definitely motivate others to do, live that kind of lifestyle, anyway, clean lifestyle, and, um, she goes back to her seat, and, and her man's are kind of beaming, and, uh, you know, that was really a big thing for her, and, and then, you know, uh, meant they finish up, they getting ready to leave, she kind of was like, oh my god, I'm fucking shaking, because she has to answer a cool question, and it was kind of like, oh my god, like, you're having an orgasm, because you're meeting somebody you wanted to meet all this time, she's sitting there, and this lady runs up to her, and goes, holy, like, fucking beeline towards her, and goes, holy shit, you know, I, I understand what, really what you're saying, um, you know, um, I, I thought I was the only one, but apparently not, because Star Trek fucking saved you too, um, you know, it talks about politics, everything from alcoholism, all that kind of shit. Um, so, they ended up fucking shooting the shit, and a year later, you know, they go to fucking Vegas again, but they almost didn't get in, because it was like the 2050th anniversary, or 25th anniversary of Star Trek, and, um, luckily, man, she was like scouting the fucking tickets, scouting, 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 and she has, uh, impulsive, she's very impulsive, uh, her OCD, sorry, or her OCD could really kick in, kept checking, kept checking, she ended up buying the passage, didn't tell her the guy she was with, who was her, who was her boyfriend, and, uh, he comes home, she goes, well, I got us tickets to Vegas to the convention, and, da, 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 yada, yada, and, um, he goes, uh, he goes, well, it's the good thing you have OCD, because it saved our asses, because all the tickets were bought up in two seconds after that went live, anyway, um, so, she goes to the convention and talks about how people were fucking very uh, aggressive and very angry and very this and that, yada, yada, yada. And she goes, you know what? She goes, I can understand people now because it's like, you go there to kind of escape your uh, demons, your day-to-day life. All you want to hear about is fucking Star Trek. You don't want to, you know, hear about people's fucking problems. But you want Star Trek because it's your, it's your zone. But she kind of said to people, you know, what the fuck? We're here to kind of spread the word, but be ourselves, yada, 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 and, um, so they ended up, you know, the lady that she ended up meeting that last year before, she ended up going into a hotel room, you know, they had a little room, like an AA meeting, literally at a fucking con, and, uh, her boyfriend was outside, kind of waiting for people to come in, and she was like, her and this person were just sitting there, just, okay, it's ten minutes, nobody fucking there, nobody there, so they decided, fuck it, we're gonna fucking just sit here and have an AA meeting, we're gonna tell her my water, so, 20, 30 minutes pass, and all of a sudden, her, she hears her boyfriend outside the fucking door, talking to somebody, hey, no cell phones, yada, yada, yada. All of a sudden, you know, one person comes in, two people come in, two people come in. She says, I finally realized that people were fucking late to AA meetings, and the fucking place was full of, like, 50 to 60 fucking Trekkies, just talking about their problems, and alcoholism and what it meant to them, and, and what they could do. And, um... So she started crying a little bit about it, you know, and saying, you know, this really meant a lot to me, and she goes, that's good to, that's what Star Trek meant to me, I was able to, I was able to, you know, free myself and and be a better person, and and Star Trek means so much to me, and a lot of others, and Star Trek has opened a gate to a lot of eyes and stuff like that, 
And it was a really good show. My girlfriend and I, well, she had uh, some Earl Grey tea, though. She gave some tea back to Earl Grey tea. If you all don't know what that means, the Easter egg to that is for Captain Picard. Tea Earl Grey hot, and I'll say it right now. Computer. Tea Earl Grey hot. Sorry, I'm not sure about that. Let me ask it again. Computer volume up. Tea. Computer. Tea Earl Grey hot. Has not been programmed into the replication system. <laughs> so, Alexa even knows that one. So, it's pretty cool that she knows that. And you can tell I'm a Trek fan because my Alexa has been turned into computer and all my lights are Enterprise and all that shit. Huge TNG fan, as I always said, just closeted, not a nerd, but love, love the Borg or my thing. But that show was really good. Me and my girlfriend ended up meeting her after the end of the show. She, before we walked out, she was giving everybody hugs and was talking. And then uh, I told her about the Alexa, and my girlfriend was like, my uncle literally works on worked on Star Trek and has he has a crew jacket literally sitting in her room in Colorado and stuff like that and um, it was a good show. Uh, our next show after that was our buddy Ross's show. It was all the Late Show with Ross uh, Paget, a uh, good friend of ours that we work with at uh, Universal, and he ended up doing his sketch comedy. For those who don't know who he is, just fucking Google uh, if Orlando was a movie. Really Google that shit. Uh, it's hit fucking, it went viral, he was all over the news recently, it's got over like, I don't think like 1.5 million views or 2.5 million views, it's what if Orlando was like a movie, kid you not, you'll laugh your fucking ass off, Ross does amazing comedy here in Orlando, amazing dude, we need, we were planning on doing a skit together, we still need to get the skit together and, and do it in film it and stuff like that, anyway, Ross's show, we had to go seeing Ross, it was ladies night, and I couldn't figure that out when I got to the damn theater that he was in, because there was couches and stuff all set up with lights and stuff, and the band was playing, um, who runs the world, girls? Who runs the world, girls? Who runs the world, girls? Who runs the mother, girls? And I fucking was like losing my fucking mind because I'm like, okay, I get it. Fucking change the beat up or change the song. They just kept repeating it. Who runs the world, girls? Who runs the world, girls? Who runs the mother, girls? Who runs the mother? And he just kept fucking repeating. It's like I get it. I fucking get it. I, I just fucking I was losing it in the show. To be honest, my girlfriend was like, yeah, okay. And I'm like, if they don't fucking change the song in like two seconds, I'm gonna fucking punch the guy in the face. Who runs world, girls? Who runs world, girls? Who runs world, girls? He's like, I, geez, I fucking get it. They run the world. I didn't understand it was Lady Night, but I, if you're going to perform a song, sing the fucking song. Just stop fucking repeating. I guess they, they didn't have rights to sing. I don't fucking know. But anyway, um, nevertheless, the show was good. Rob's was like, where the fuck is Ross? Like, we even in the right show. I was like, losing my fucking luck. I, I, didn't, I was so lost. The minute a uh, lady came out and said, hey, it's Girl Ladies Night, I kind of understood. I was like, oh. Ross comes out in a fucking dress, you know. So we get a photo with him. It's on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. Awesome, awesome time. Anyway. Um, anyway. So Ross comes out and he's like, he's like, I'm just a fucking bystander in my show today. It's my show, but the lady's going to host it and it's girls' night. And um, they start doing the show. The show was fucking great. And he had the first person out and was, she was uh, talking about her sex life and all this. But it really just fun, so a late, goofy Tonight Show, very R-rated, very, very fun, a little X-rated in some areas, just some fun stuff, um, and then he, he talked with her for a little bit, and it was fucking, I was giggling, laughing, because Ross was in a dress and a wig, and just having, he was having a fucking ball, he was giggling, having a career, he was like, I don't regret this decision at all tonight, it was great, um, the next person he brought out, I did not know who this person was, but it was a zombie person in a mask, with you know, gloves on and stuff like that, but he's like, I got fucking a special guest that I want to bring up for the rest of the show. 
He's like, I was at the sh- my show, doing my show the other night, and this fucking zombie goes, raw, raw, raw. He said something, and Ross was fucking dying. So he's like, I'm going to invite up fucking zombie from the one man Walking Dead. From a one man show Walking Dead. So the zombie zombie guy comes fucking walking out, stumbling out, and shit like that. And I ended up posting a little bit of the clip. I couldn't record the show because it's just, you start telling you don't do it for him to record the show unless you get the artist's permission and you want to be very polite. If you're going to use it, you know, Frost gave us permission to post a bit of the show and, and stuff like that. He said, no, go ahead, post some photos and stuff like that. If you guys took any, you know, because it, it gives me better fucking marketing for me so people know what I'm kind of walking into. So anyway, him and Zombie were on the couch and they're talking, you know, Zombie was like, ah, making all these fucking cool noises and shit from Walking Dead. And he's just like, you promised I could plug show. And Ross was like, oh, fuck, go for it. <laughs> and W was like, come see one man walking dead. Hey, one man, and he talked like the fucking Vorcha for some reason from, like, fucking Mass Effect. And, um, which later I would find out why he sounded like that. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Ross is doing the fucking show, and him and Zombie and shit are talking a little bit, and then they bring up the next guest that Ross had on. It was a girl talking about her life and her, you know, how music she's from the Bronx and shit like that, talking about her show. And she was a rapper and she could just rap stuff. And it was pretty cool with her. Next thing you know, fucking, um, they were running a little bit low on time, but the three girls come out and they talk about their sex life and stuff like that. And this more that was part of their stick and everybody was plugging their shows. Um, and stuff like that. So anyway, Ross's show was pretty much a tonight show. Just sped up a little bit. It was very fucking, it was funny as shit. But they're like, all right, we're gonna play a game. So Ross was like, so the, him and he's like the zombie sitting on his fucking lap, you know, and Ross is holding him and hugging him and shit like that. And I, I wish I knew beforehand, but oh my god, I, I found out who the person was. I was like, I was losing my shit because I got a photo with him in, under his mask, you know. I didn't know who the guy was, but Ross was like, you need to get zombie in the fucking photo with you. Because I was like, all right, cool, because I got a photo of Ross. I'm like, hey. And Ross was like, you need zombie on this. So, um, anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, they go to do this fucking thing, and, and, you know, they all have blindfolds and shit, and, uh, Zombie and didn't have a fucking blindfolds. They, they fucking put a feather ball around his head, and the girl explains the game, and she's like, we're gonna play a game, it's called, what is this, you know, what's this name? It was Sex Lube, obviously, <laughs> for girls' name, and they're talking about sex and shit like that, so, okay, they're like, oh, we're gonna do a taste test, you know, you're gonna guess the taste of the Sex Lube, it's all edible shit, it's, it's all safe. So everybody dips their finger in and tastes the sex lube and has to guess what the flavor is. So, <laughs> I had the video I posted online, it's the second go around, because they're like, what is it? And da 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 And Ross was like, I'm going to go flying again. Zombie said, fucking, I don't, I don't know. He said, ah, oh, it tastes like whatever. You know, he's a zombie with a fucking funny ass voice. And the fucking bow is wrapped around and you can see, all I see is his mouth and he could have no fucking And he's got these, like, tasting it with his gloves and shit. <laughs> And they go around again, and all of a sudden, Ross, Ross is like, I think I'm going to have to go with Flan again. Which I have no idea what fucking Flan is, so you probably do. Anyway, and Zombie goes, and Ross is like, is Zombie still there? Is Zombie getting a taste? And he's like, they're like, yeah, Zombie already got a taste. And Ross is fucking losing his mind, because it's fucking funny as shit. Because it's Ross's guess. And Zombie tastes it again. And he's going to say he's got a fucking feather bow around his head, so all you can see is his mouth and a fucking bow. And, I just, and Zombie goes, Zombie, what do you, you taste? And he goes, all I taste is feather boa, because the fucking boa feather, because the feathers were in his mouth, and all he could do, poof, like that. All I could taste was feather boa, and fucking Ross loses it, and he's got his blindfold, and he's fucking dying on the floor, dying so hard. And she's like, ha, ah, like, I think he's gonna fucking die from, 
the upper boa. She she didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. She didn't get feather boa. She got like epa boa or something. Like she thought he said. And everybody was like somebody yelled out. He said feather boa. He thinks he's gonna fucking die. You know when? Because he's saying weather boa or whatever the fuck it was. Um. So she goes, all right. The actual fucking you guys all lose because the actual fucking flavor of it was candy apple. Everybody was ah. Oh. And then well, anyway, they fucking had taken on it. And the show stops and. It's finished up for the night, and song music starts, and Ross has just ripped off his wig, and the guy's wearing it and stuff. It was really, really funny, and, um, yeah, it was really, really cool, and, uh, we go running down to see our friend, and we're like, hey, man, like, great show, it was a great set, you know, it was confusing at first, but now I really loved it, and stuff like that, and Ross is like, we get a photo, and Ross was like, fuck yeah, let's get a photo. So, um, Ross is like, you know what, make this photo better, let's fucking bring Zavian on it. So we fucking, the zombie dude comes walking over, I have no idea who the fuck he was, until the next day. Um, so, we take a photo, and the zombie's got this thing in his hand, he's hit, and I'm like, you know, like, trying to lick his head, and I'm like, I'm like, ooh, fresh meat, you know. Anyway, I said to Ross, like, hey, I'm gonna post a thing to your photos, and Ross ends up posting some stuff on his page, you know. You know, for one man walking, he's like, hey, go check out one man walking, dad, yada, yada, yada. So I'm thinking nothing of it. So the next day, I, I post all the video and stuff like that, and I, I was laughing my ass off. Posted it to Ross's set or one of our pages and stuff like that. And Ross goes, oh, yeah, man. He goes, he makes sure everybody checks out the one man walking dead with Mark Muir. And I go, Mark Muir, that sounds fucking familiar. So I look through the thing real quick, Mark Muir, Mark Muir. I go look through it. It's fucking Commander Shepard from fucking Mass Effect Trilogy. I'm a huge fucking fan of Mass Effect. Even on my fucking arm, I have the my own call sign. It should be N7. N7 is N7 armor. It's an N7 program for Mass Effect. That's where Commander Shepard get trained, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, the other dude I keep forgetting, James gets fucking, he wants to go, he gets accepted to the N7, N7 program and Mass Effect 3. And he, him and Shepard go up and he talks to Commander Shepard about it. And he's like, He's like, yeah, I'm going to get the N7 tattoo. It's just kind of, you know, I'm going to get trained by the N7 program. And what do you think? And he's like, I don't know, James. You know, it's something I wanted to do. But hearing the fucking voice of, uh, like I said, hearing the, uh, you said I could pluck my show. Hearing that voice as the fucking board show, I was like, oh, my God. It's fucking now. I realized it was Commander Shepard the whole fucking time underneath the mask. And um, he did the man, one man walking dead. So I called my, told my girl. I was like, I got, we got to go fucking see this guy tomorrow night. We got to go see this guy tomorrow night. Please let me get tickets. Please let me get tickets. And she's like, oh, I gotta work a fucking morning. I'm like, so do I, but I, I'll fuck it. I'll get you. I'll wake you up. I don't care. So, um, we ended up going to see, uh, another show called The Replacements, and it was really fucking good. But anyway, let me finish up the story. So, I fucking lost my shit. I was telling Ross, I'm like, you didn't fucking tell me that was Commander Shepard, yada, yada, yada. He's like, I thought you knew. I'm like, I didn't know, but holy shit. He was like, I know, right? Fucking Commander fucking Shepard. And, uh, I was like, that's fucking cool. I told my buddy, I told my brother friend, I was like, because they're Mass Effect fans, so I'm like, holy shit, and they're like giggling and laughing, I'm like, holy shit, that's cool, you got a photo with him, you know, like, he didn't have his mask on, my girlfriend's like, yeah, he had a mask on, I'm like, if I fucking knew that was him, oh my god, I would, I would have been listening to it. Or, you know, working around celebrities a lot, I'm so used to being just kind of like, but it was really cool to see Mark Muir, um, there, it was really cool to see his show, so anyway, we just went to go see them, and I said, alright, my girlfriend's like, okay, you can get tickets to his show, I'll fucking see it. She's like, I'm not really a big fan of zombies, but I know you really want to see his show because it's Commander Shepard and shit like that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm already geeking out at work. I'm like, okay, this day sucks, but I'm going to go see two shows tonight. So we ended up going to see The Replacement. We kept hearing, 
nothing of a good thing. Ross was actually there uh, right after us, and he was there. And the replacement was about a show about um, AI. So these two scientists ended up creating an artificial intelligence, like robotic people, to replace human beings, humankind. And, um, you know, the son of the other scientist was, um, you know, he had a, he, the guy didn't know he had a kid. But it starts with him showing, there's a projector that shoots from behind to show you kind of like a homemade video of like their, their scientist experiments. He was like, okay, I, I, we ended up making a lady, and he's like, ooh, a sex pot, you know. No, not a fucking sex bot. They were talking about that. And um, so they ended up making up, you know, a son and a daughter. You find out later in the videos, in piece of piece. But, um, you know, his wife's so fucking, you know, uh, Android. The daughter's an Android. And you know, he's like, he's like, all I fucking wanted you guys to do was just work for me and, and kind of just do what I wanted you to do. And yada, yada, yada. The son, he finds out that his partner ended up having a son, the son that he ends up, like, living with him for a while, because he's beginning to go to school, and he's, like, she's the daughter, and the mother's malfunctioning and shit, and he's, like, he's, like, man, he's, like, this family's fucking weird, like, what's going on, I don't know anything about you guys, and, uh, they ended up doing a show a little bit, and your daughter's fucking hitting on him, and then they kind of fall in love, he falls in love, he's, like, holy shit, you're a fucking android, he's, like, oh my god, he's, like, this makes so much fucking sense now, and, uh, yada, 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 so the father ends up completing, like, he ends up finally finishing off this fucking crossword puzzle that has been plaguing him for a long fucking time mentally. He ends up completing it, and, um, the son of his, his partner, you know, figures out that she's, the daughter's, uh, android, and they're all android, makes fucking sense, and he's like, oh my god, do you, we gotta leave, because, you know, he's gonna fucking deactivate you guys, and there's a place in, um, DC, you know, it's illegal to have you, you know, and they're deactivating all you guys, but there's a sanctuary for you guys to go, you know, but you're going to come with me, you know, you need to come with me because I'm in love with you, yada, 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 kind of a love story, and, um, you know, the dude's like, hey man, you know, he's like, he's fucking started, you know, he's already kind of crazy, you know, the mom's acting kind of crazy, he's been trying to reprogram the fucking, trying to fix the code in the programming, so, you know, that everything functions normally, and he's already knowing this, so, the brother, the sister tells the brother Android, like, hey, you know, I, I, I've I, kissed so-and-so, and yada, 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 but you can't tell anybody, and he almost fucking slips the beans, he's like, you promised don't tell anyone, you know, but I'm pretty sure, like, me and my girlfriend were talking about the, the play a little bit more, we're like, I'm pretty sure, like, the father knew, because it, he's probably, like, reading through the fucking code, he could probably see it in the algorithm, whatever, anyway, so, <laughs> it goes forward a little bit, and, um, you know, he's like, he did, they ended up like sitting at dinner and he ended up stealing the remote control, which was a fucking Wiimote, but let's, but the Wiimote was pretty funny, but that's a controller that controls all the programming and shit like that. So he ended up stealing it and he's like, where the fuck did the remote go? Da-da-da. And the dude pulls it out and he's like, turns everybody off and he's like, listen, he's like, you gotta come with me now. And she's like, well, no, we're part of a family. We, I can never leave them. I gotta, you know, we have to, it's, it's family time. We gotta stay together. Da-da-da. So he, she's like, I can never leave you. Don't you understand? Like, I can never leave. I've been told, I've been programmed not to. You know? So, he's like, what are you guys, I'm going to fucking leave. And I'm going to get the cops, and I'm going to do this and this and this. And they're like, stay with us. It'll be okay. You know? We'll be family. So as they're fucking kind of distracting him, the guy was like, you'll never fucking leave. Pulls out a fucking syringe, stabs him in the fucking neck, and drugs him. And, um... You know, lights go out and the fucking projector starts, and it's him for the family photo because it's family photo day. It's like it's family photo day. It's our family photo. It's our family time. So fucking, 
you know, he drags him in the back, you know, you, you see him on the, on the gurney, they have, like, this slab thing, and the gurney and the video's, you know, going and shit like that, this experiment, and the, the son of the extra scientist, like, gets up and fucking, he hits a button, he programs him to fucking sit down on the stool, and then the whole family shows up, and they end up taking a family photo, and it was a really good fucking play about just craziness, it was really, really good, a friend of our, I didn't know he was in it, one of our, one of our actor's friends we knew, he was uh, doing it, and uh, it was pretty cool. And we ended up talking to him after the show. I was like, oh my god, that was you. And he was like, yeah. He was the dad. And I, was hug- I hugged him and stuff like that. I was like, oh my god, great show. You guys did a great job. He was like, thanks, man. He was like, I really appreciate it. You know? I asked him what was on the tablet. He actually said there was actually a crossword on the tablet. He was showing it to me. And stuff like that. So I talked to the actors. They did, they did a great, great job. And, um, but they were all great. So the next show we got to go see, it was my show that I wanted to go see, was The One Man Walking Dead. Nice little small theater, not overly big, not overly crowded. I think there was probably, uh, oh my, how many? <sighs> Excuse me. I think there was probably about twenty or thirty of us in the theater. I'm pretty sure the theater could have held about probably about forty to fifty. So not a big show, but a one-man show nevertheless. Uh, Mark Mirror does come out. He did come out. You could actually hear Commander Shepard in his voice, his normal speaking voice, which is pretty funny. He uh, told us what was going on. He told us, you know, what he would need from us. You know, he wanted us to do the <whistles> when he did when he did that because we had to do the command call. So the one in Walking Dead was pretty much what you would think. Uh, it was a show about Walking Dead, pretty much a uh, honest trailer of Walking Dead, all eight seasons of it, and he pretty much. Season one, he would flip up, 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 explain it, but it would jokingly form, like, tell us all about it. My girlfriend has never seen Walking Dead, so I was like, oh, shit, you've never seen Walking Dead. She's like, no, this show is for you, so you're probably going to enjoy it, but you'll have to explain a little bit to me what's going on. So, she laughed at a few things, because Mark was, like, he broke character a couple times, like, the, cause he, third wall, you know. And AMC, in season two, did this, because we can't afford zombies. And, then, and it was fucking hilarious. Seeing uh, Mark rearing his element as a woman show was fucking really cool. Really awesome, um, and he's actually at Universal right now. Just chill. He's got a show tonight, which you guys probably won't care about because it starts at eleven fifty nine, Eastern Standard in Orlando. Um, but yeah, it was fucking cool to see him do all the seasons. I got caught up on all the seasons, thank God. But there's a few things I missed in those a couple of seasons because I didn't get to watch a couple of episodes. <sighs> anyway, we did some of the voices. We did some of the. Whistles for him when he did his, you know, the, he's a gesture he wanted us to do, and um, it was really good. It was really cool. This you know funky way of Walking Dead, seeing it performed in a one man show. You know, he did Rick, he did Carl, he did everybody. It was fucking funny. It was hilarious. And my girlfriend didn't get like much of it because she did wasn't a Walking Dead fan, but those of us were all caught up in Walking Dead, understood it. We fucking laughed because it was insider jokes about AMC and this and this and this, and it was really fucking funny, and I really enjoyed it. And that was from the recommendation from Ross. Um, so, thanks, Ross, for recommending the show. And cool to see Commander Shepard, a voice actor. Huh. Huh. Yeah, dude, the show it was really neat. Um, yeah, it was really cool. It was really cool to actually... Um, I got a poster. Mark put posters on the thing. He's like, well, he's like, he's like, I have one more show. Blah, blah, blah. I'm plugging it real fast. And he's like, he was really cool. We'll talk about the comics and shit like that. But he ended up giving everybody a poster. He's like, I have some posters available if y'all want them. I'm going to stick them on the stage here. He's like, I'm going to get rid of them. So, it would have been cool to talk to him for a little bit. It was really nice to see him. And actually, and I, I had to take a photo with him. Which I didn't even know it was him at Ross's show. But it was super cool to say hello. Um, big, big fan of his and cool like that. But 
really, really fun. We have uh, two more shows to do more at Fridge. Uh, so I guess I'm getting really yawny, which means it's my, almost my time to finish the podcast. So. But uh, the food was good. We ended up seeing a few friends at Fringe uh, previous night before, but we uh, did some of the extra shows. Um, the food was great. We did, um, I think, the uh, pulled beef with uh, brisket on, I think it was chips, so potato chips, stuff like that. Really good. We had some fried Oreos. Actually, I've always had that deep fried Oreos. We had some pizza, some food. Um, yeah, just a fun festival. If you guys have never done a French festival in your land, definitely check it out. Not overly expensive, just know it's about 10 bucks just to get that, uh, you need to get the pin. Um, it's actually on my desk on a lanyard, and our friends, as we were getting out of the replacement show, were doing their singing along. I'm like, oh, fuck. A couple of dicks. Big shout out to them. Uh, Chris and Dan, you guys do amazing shit. It's on my Facebook page if you want to check it out. Um, but yeah, definitely check it out. The shows are super cheap. Uh, parking does always suck. It's like first come, first serve parking. So if you can get to find a spot, uh, you know, it is what it is. But anyway, we have one more uh, day over at Fringe. We spent a little bit of money, but fun. Very, very enjoyable. Had a great time, you know, doing it and stuff like that. Anyway, guys, I think I'm going to call it. I'm getting yawning over here. And holy shit, 41 minutes. Oh, well, I definitely should call it. Anyway, guys, I <laughs> um, hope I didn't ramble on too fucking long. Hope you guys know what Fringe is all about. But that's been the Fringe for me, though. I'm glad I got to meet a cool fucking voice actor from a video game. That was really, really neat. A game that I really enjoyed. Um, wishing you guys all the best for the week. Hope to do another podcast soon about some 3D printing stuff. I still haven't gotten into that with the whole new building of what I've been putting together. About to do some more 3D printing uh, for the new printer. Uh, printer station I'm building, putting together. It's a coffee table. I ended up running some wires, and it's going to be a whole printing station. It's going to be pretty cool. Anyway, keep it open, my guys. Have an awesome rest of your week. All the best. See ya. Thank you.